0: Thank you so no, much. Totally for <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us for part one of our interview with Jermaine Greaves, Not like the other kids. This is part two. We're gonna pick up where we left off. So Jermaine, you know, continue on.
1: Okay. So I the uh, in part one I discussed towards the end um, an issue that I had growing up, which was being called an Oreo. Um, at summer camp at like 14 and 15. Um and that to me and I also discussed school. So like I I uh, that situation to me showed me that like I was not like the other kids in in a, in a different way, but I learned like from then like I had to work 10 times as hard as my other social kind of, as my as my white kind of parts because I was considered an Oreo. you know. So it it was It was my – I was 11 years old when I heard this. So when I heard this, I didn't know exactly what to make of it, (laughs) you know. um, Hmm. Also, growing up, I had, uh, you know, uh, like I said, I mentioned uh, going to this school called Brooklyn Collegiate. And um, going to that school, I didn't necessarily like it and it didn't move me, but I was there. It was an experience. But um, my turning point was, I would say, going to Edward R. Murrow and then, you know, seeing my friends who were creatives at the time, rappers, singers, writers, artists, and just seeing them enjoy the time of their lives. Um, You know, Joey Badass, Diamond Dozen, just artists who are now, like, out there and on the come-up. Like, they went to my school when I was there, and I watched them kind of come into their own. Like, Joey had braces. Uh, But anyways... Um you know I went to Edward Marshall High School and it was a really creative time for me. I think that was when I realized like oh I have a voice. Um and mm-hmm. I have an impact. Um, and then going to college was fun. But I think when I started promoting like in 2011 and 2012 and like just going to parties as a visitor, I realized I have a window here that not everybody else has. I'm unique, I have a style and I know who I really am. So it just it just kind of resonated. Uh, Did I have to go through some bumps in the road to get respect in the industry? Definitely. You know, my first couple of shows, I lost money. I cried several times. You know, Mm -hmm. I think for me, when I do an event, I would hope and pray that people are listening to me, but sometimes that is not always the case. I find that everybody is like, oh, they want this, they want that, but you have to understand that as a as a planner, you have to give me something so I can do my full work. You know, people criticize planners for being a certain way, but we are literally on a time structure when somebody hits us up and tells us they want to plan something. You know, it's not on your time. It's on my time because mm-hmm. you're allowing me to come into your environment and organize with you. So, you know, I've had some people, I you know, in the past that have like, said, Oh, let's plan something and then it would completely renege and pull out and it would be a big thing. You know, and then I would do contracts saying I need half a deposit because when I started planning I did it for free, like for at least two years. Uh but because I was just annoyed and tired of everything, I started making agreements, contracts, um, and stuff like that.
2: Because mm-hmm. I would
1: it was time and, you know, I just could no longer sit there and be a victim of so it was just time. Yeah. Um, so that was that was definitely my experience. I think um, as people, you know, and I, I have to thank my mom. Also, I didn't even mention her, but I'm going to mention her now. My mom, in a way, she kind of started me off in the event planning industry. I will, you know, how and why was because she, she, she showed me different experiences from young. I went to the museum. I was able to travel. I was able to see, like, different countries, you know, yeah, things like that. And seeing that maybe sparked my interest in a way, maybe not outright, but going to different events, experiencing different curations and seeing other promoters do it, I just felt like I had to do it too. Now, I would say, like, nowadays I don't plan as much as I used to, I am more on the managerial side a bit because you know when you work on a, with an individual artist who kind of knows what they want to do, then you're gonna win as a manager too, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And it's 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 been a it's been it's been a spiritual experience for me being a manager. I remember the biggest thing I ever did. I did Afro Punk Battle the Bands in 2015 with a group called Vagabond Radio. I promoted the.
0: Sorry. sorry,
1: are you still working with them now? Sorry, <laughs> that's loud as hell. Okay, thank you. No, but um, okay. So like I was saying, sorry. <laughs> uh, so you know, so um, what basically happened was, uh, you know, I just kind of had to. As a manager, uh, one of my biggest accomplishments, and I will say this, was being able to put artists onto the Brooklyn Music Festival, yeah. as well as like getting, being able to, um, some artists, not all of them, but some of them are from my fan base and crowd and they promoted because they knew me, you know, you kind of learn like, Oh, people really respect you. You know, not everyone's going to like you, but they are going to be a few that will respect what you're doing. And if they see it, they'll show respect as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, well, and I also, think, yeah, yeah go, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, like, I'm thinking about what you were talking about earlier and, you know, I'm just thinking about a lot of youth. You don't know, have to take it too far back, but a lot of youth experience racism, and they don't have the vocabulary for how to ex- express what they've experienced, and they're not aware of what it is exactly. Sometimes, like it feels like it's, so, it's like wrong or it's off, but you know, it is racism or some form of prejudice, oftentimes. And a lot of times, people will um, think that it's them. You know, you'll start to think that something's wrong with you. And, you know, I know you said, like, you know, you have to work harder, but more than working harder, you know, it also meant realizing that you were not less than or worth less. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it's also coming to that point where you realize, like, I've been taught to think that I'm worth less in this society. (laughs) And that you have to remember that, first of all, for you to be here, that means that your ancestors were able to survive I'm really that's crazy true. oppression mm-hmm. and stuff that's happened over the years, you know. So the fact that you mm-hmm. even hair is amazing in itself. Like when you talked about, you know, being a premature baby, you know, mm-hmm. cerebral palsy. Like a lot of people don't make it. You know what I mean? That's
2: true. And, <laughs> yeah, a lot of don't
0: Thank make you it. so
1: much. I mean, I mean, for me, it's been it's been. Uh, you have to realize like what you're able to do. I, I don't think people. You know, you're, you're, there are people who are not gonna make it, and that's okay too. But if you are able to make it again, like I said before, be of an impact. Be able to motivate somebody today, because you don't know what people are going through. You know, and I just laid out my entire backstory, like, on, with everything. You know, also I'm I was sure
2: verbally.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, and also like I was, I was verbally, you know, abused by people. And it hurt me for a while, but I know for a fact that I could grow and be better, and that was the goal. Like, you know, it's not going to be easy, but you know, I had, you know, like I mentioned, you know, I started out events and I was losing money and and just going through things, and you know, there's some issues still now, but you know, what you know, what keeps me going, knowing that people like you and others are motivated by me pushing myself even if it's not always easy. People see that and they know that they can do it too. So it's the best feeling in the world. And it's the most organic and gratifying feeling in the world, you know, to be on this journey of living life and figuring out what is my purpose.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's so interesting, you know, because when you think about it, like you might have, you know, like a physical disability, but there are disabilities that are not seen, like, for example, you know, I, I have a condition. Um, it's a form of vasculitis.
2: and oh, wow. you know,
0: Yeah, and so it's like that's what Bernie Mac had, you know, and I think it, like, might run in my, like, family, um, you know, but uh, I was diagnosed with vasculitis. So I was using that as an excuse for why I couldn't get things done, and I realized that at, at one point. Like, I could really be getting more done, but I'm, like, using this as an excuse for why I can't. And what I appreciate about you is that, like, you're not using your disability as an excuse. And while we might not say it's an excuse, we might not say, like, I can't do this.
1: You know, you you have to, this is my thing. You have to choose to accept what you are and live with it with the best joy in the world. That's my thing. Mm
2: -hmm. You have to
1: accept what you are, know that you're going to have to do some things, that it's going to take you longer, but you're going to get it done anyways. And, you know, you're going to have those moments and you're going to feel stressed out, and you are going to feel like nobody's listening to you because they think you're incapable. It happens. But I believe that once you know where you stand, you're never going to feel uncomfortable or weird or awkward or even strange place in the world. And even if people don't get it or don't like you, they don't have to like you. Again, I like me enough to know what I'm capable of, so it's, it's important to know that that everything that you're capable of is what's needed. You know, motivate yourself, you know. And also, guys, if you ever needed advice or anything or just, you know, you can also hit me up on Instagram at lovelife45, my website, which is a draft website for now, but it's uh, and kyc, uh, dot com. Um Also Twitter, Jermaine S-A-Y, um, whatever, you know, to plan events, just get advice, whatever the case may be, I'm going to be that. My goal in life is not just to be somebody who parties a lot. I want to be impactful. I want to make sense. I want to be a change agent. You can't be a change agent by just saying you want to be a change agent. We have a lot of people who say they want to be a change agent, but they're not changing anything except their clothes. (laughs)
2: <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and
1: it's just much deeper than that. You have to, you know, this whole melanin movement where you melanin about 17 years ago, don't do it because it's trending. Do it because it's your purpose. Like, it, 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 when everything becomes a trend, we lose a sense of what the purpose of it is. Mm-hmm. Do it because it's a purpose. We can follow everything. Okay, and I, I guess I can mention this on the topic of Donald Trump he is not going to help black people. He's not going to help the disenfranchised. He's going to help himself. I don't think people see that because they're so fascinated with celebrity culture that they don't see that he's not going to help us. He's going to help himself. And he's already done things to help himself. Look at his cabinet. they are millionaires and billionaires. They don't care about us. It's a reflection of his wealth and his power. So I think people have to see that. This election has shown me that we are uneducated in the electoral process, and even more so, we are uneducated in, our, in what we can do as a united uh, African-American community of different facets, whether it be American, Caribbean, or whatever. We're all the same. This whole notion of light skin, dark skin, and just things we do against ourselves, like the psychotic racism we do to ourselves, the the generational curses that we have in our families where we don't help anybody that's in our family, period, because we want to hold on to whatever wealth we individually have as black people. Yes, I'm going to speak on it. Black-on-black um, black crime is an issue, but I don't think... And just, just whatever we infest in our hoods is an issue. We cannot. Own, we can blame white America, but then we can't. You know, if the knowledge is power and we have libraries and
0: books now, anything is possible. You know. Yeah, I mean, you talked about the presidency, and if, when I think about the election, you know, even <laughs> I don't think people understand the electoral college or the po- the political process. Period. You know, in a lot of ways. Period. But at the <laughs> same time, you mm-hmm. know, I think that if there were maybe more of us, like you're starting to see more and more people getting into the political process. And I I like that. I think that's great because I think having people who understand it from Mm -hmm. your community who can actually explain it to you and show you ways to get involved. Okay. So we are back on with Jermaine Greaves. Not like the other kids. So, Jermaine, you know, you were talking. What well, we were talking about um, the election and politics and things of that nature. So, yeah, like, what were you saying? I was saying that the
1: election as as a whole has been, you know, this year was a was a bad parody. Like, if you had... This year was an SNL skit um, for political elections. It was just bad. From the corny joke to the way people kind of throw themselves under the bus. Just all kinds of nonsense. So, it was a really bad SNL skit. <laughs> I I, I, just, I just couldn't take this election. It was, it was horrible from top to bottom, left to right, and side to side. I mean... You have Donald Trump as president and his wife, who is not even American. So it's kind of funny. shes I think she would be the first citizen of the United States. That's kind of funny to me. But, but in a way, if Melania can be a citizen of the First Lady, anything is possible. So, hey. <laughs> you know? Yeah, when you
0: talk about... Uh, um, so when you think about, like, the political theme of things, like, what are some things that you would like to see implemented or see done?
1: I would like to see more young people have a voice and not just use social media. That would be nice. (laughs) Um, You know, and also protesting is cool for maybe a, a hot minute, but we have to put action, you know. In the 60s, they had a real action movement, you know, so it's disheartening When you kind of see people not really uh, Have that, that Not really have that action movement You see people kind of just Saying that they're activists But they're not really in the field Or like their social media following Made them activists You know mm-hmm. I I guess it's the same thing as being a promoter And saying you're not really a promoter But you want to be a promoter anyways Or like saying you're a model But you're not really a model And mm-hmm. it's, it, it's 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 disheartening. You know, you can't do this once again, like I said earlier, because it's trending. It has to be something that is in your heart, it's in your mission, and it's in your purpose. So that's how I am. I
2: have it has so, to be something.
0: Yeah, like how do you think you could use your platform then to get people yeah. to be more involved? You know what I mean?
2: Politically,
1: it's going to take some time. I have ideas, but it would take uh, so much time. It would take a it would take a lot of time on on a personal note to do all of that, you know.
2: Yeah.
1: But I can do it. It would take like at least six months to a year to, to put up like actual legislation, get Congress people involved, and kind of say what my purpose is. But it would take that long, you know. Mhm. And you gotta get signatures, and you gotta go through. Oh, are people going to really go for this bill? We're going to go with the higher-ups and the higher-ups into what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, the rich people are out there. So it's 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 a lot of stuff that I have to do to be impactful, you know?
0: Yeah. So, like, what would you say that your crazy dream would be?
2: Oh, uh, my dream would be
1: to have an event company that is not only successful, but impactful. I want to help the homeless. I want to help the disabled. I want to help young people. You know, because I've been on my own, like, in this situation since I was 20 years old. So my entire experience has been uh, a journey in itself. So I've had to... Grow in this journey by figuring out who I am. <laughs> it's not easy though, but I understand that if I don't experience, I don't have a story to tell.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: so that's my thing. Um,
2: that's the
0: truth. Okay. And, yeah No, I said. No, I I love that you know you shared like so openly on our interview, and I hope that the people listening. Um, and you know look for you know like the gems and the things you said, and you know use the information to help them grow and to
2: it's i'm i'm
1: on I'm on a journey to just teach and educate an open mind you cannot do that when you're crowded, you know? And like I said, you know, sometimes and also this to because 'cause I'm a young person too. So I know young some young people are dealing with insecurity. Are they good enough? You are good enough. But you also have to have boundaries. You are worthy of somebody's respect. You are worthy of somebody's attention. You don't have to compromise who you are to be another person for someone else. You have to be authentically you.
2: And once you're able to do that, you'll be great. I <clears throat> see. Yeah. That's what definitely should be. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And, um, yes. Yeah. No, I was just thinking about, you know, um something we had talked about, and a lot of people out here, you know, are. Thinking yeah. about the new year, right? Because the new uh-huh. year is coming. And, you know, we had spoken about, you know, like your diet. And you said that you were raised basically vegetarian. Yes.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. So I was just wondering if you could, like, tell people a little bit about, like, what a vegetarian diet is like. And...
1: Um,
0: it's, it's not.
1: You can have meat, but it's not. As, like you can have maybe one like a specific meat that you eat often, and then everything else is like greens,
2: kale, um, <laughs> raw foods, nuts. Um, juicing,
1: juicing is big. Juicing is a very big thing. My mom juices like all the time, because you know, and you you need to get the protein from somewhere. Um, also, you know, and if you are going to do, like, meat, they have to be vegan-style meats. I would say if you're going to do meat, pick, like, two of your favorite meats that you like and put that into your diet, but don't have it every day, you know?
0: So you said, like, meat as a vegetarian. Because when I think vegetarian, I always think, like, just eggs, but no meat. No, 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 no,
1: no. I mean, every vegan is different. You have to put in the protein somewhere. You can do eggs. I can't, I don't like to eat eggs, so I avoid the egg conversation altogether.
0: <laughs> I don't. I'm not advocating for eating eggs, for eating little babies. You know, I'm not a, I'm not asking for people to eat little babies, but I'm just saying, you, you know, because when, when I hear, like, meat, I don't think vegetarian. I think, like, pescatarian, if you're talking about, like, fish meat, you know, or, like, sea animals or sea creatures. I mean, my mom, you know, she's big <laughs> on fish. I, like, I'm big on chicken. <laughs> so I'm big, oh, no. I saw this video, and the guy was like, yeah, I love chicken. It was like... Oh, Huh. <laughs> chicken, I don't know what it is about chicken And then it's like, I have to like stay away from it too Because chicken is no good, it's so full of estrogen too
2: please. I mean, I don't
0: have it every day
2: Like
0: Have it in moderation If you want to me,
1: have it in moderation Have your fast food every now and then Um, When I was in college And in a rush I used to eat all kinds of shit I'm not going to front I wasn't vegan in college, heavy But then, as I got older I'm like I need to start getting myself back in a cycle of what I was used to growing up. you know you become an adult and you just are in the, you know in the, in a city like New York, junk food is everywhere, so you have to be you have to be smart, you have to be impactful, you have to be wise on your food choices like you cannot eat everything, and even if you want to it's a little bit of a challenge.
0: Yeah.
1: You, know, you cannot eat everything. I know everybody wants to eat everything that they see on their plate and in their whole parcel, but it's not good for you.
0: Yeah, I know. Sometimes I go window snacking, I'll be like, mm, no. <laughs> <Not really>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um I actually...
1: window snacking for real. Yeah, I don't know. That's what I call it.
0: That's what I do. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. You're not going window
1: shopping. You're going window snacking. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you just go and look at the food. And like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, but my take on food is, you know, I'm a lover of food. I love food. I'm not going to front. I love food. Um, And being in this environment, there was all kinds of new stuff I have never tried in my life. But I'm working towards moving away from that stuff. That wasn't healthy for me because I'm like, I'm sick. I'm actually sick now. And I'm like, there's a lot of different things that's been going on in the past two weeks that Mm. probably led me up to becoming sick. Not just the food, just the pressure of everything. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, so I'm just like learning to like maintain if I really cannot do something, if it's really not working, just pull away. That's why I'm saying what I'm saying, because it's like, it's, it, I'm motivating me, too, when I say all these things, because yeah. you're never, you have to realize that when you share something, it's not just for you, it's for other people to be inspired. So I want to continue to have a voice. I always had a voice. I'm just using it more now. And you know, I, I want to show people that I'm not just like this fun person. Cause you see all the pictures and I'm having so much fun, but I'm much deeper than the fun that I have, you know?
2: hmm
1: and I want to be able to show that to people more and more. So these things allow me to do that. On the topic of being vegan and veganism, you know, it's when you're a young person and there's so much temptation, being vegan can be challenging. Because you see your friends eating, like, all the Chipotle and all the fast (laughs) food nastiness, and you're just like, I want it too. But, like, you know, and then you kind of realize it's not not good for you. Yeah. So I'm I'm learning more and more what I'm capable of and what I deserve. So that's a big thing for me. (laughs)
2: Yeah.
1: So. uh, you said that that
0: you're sick right now. Like you have a cold. Huh? You said that you were sick right now.
1: Yeah, I have like a little cold, but I'm okay. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And um, some
1: green tea, echinacea, (laughs) get into my veganisms. (laughs) Green tea, echinacea, Um, honey. Honey is so good. People kind of front on honey, but honey is good for almost everything yeah. um, Honey is huh. good um you know you need to i i also say i'm i'm i' in the last maybe two years I've been so big on meditation that has helped me in so many ways because I don't always feel like I have to be in a rush that's yeah. a big thing for me um uh, meditation and and reading. Reading is good. I love the library. The library is like my best friend. Catch me in a library. I besides catching me being social, catch me in a library. I love stuff like that, you know. I love museums, I you know, I'm I'm so weird, you know. People when they really get to know me like you're so you're so intelligent, you're so smart, but it's my mom raised me that way, like I said before. It, it it's because of her that I was able to even see a lot of these amazing things growing up. And I feel yeah. like her experience allowed me to grow. oh my god, I'm so thankful for this interview i want I want to shout you out thank you uh uh Tamika from mother's garden you this interview was pretty amazing. I shared so many things that people don't even know about me um also <laughs> another thing you may not know is that i'm um, like um I'm bisexual by choice and it's been a journey to do to live that life too and um yeah. I'm, i i i I've started dating I use, like oh. I'll speak on that. (laughs) Um, Dating is like a pool of bullshit (laughs) at times. Um, But it can be fun, too. Why do you say
0: that, though? Because
1: when you're dating, it's like people want to create a persona that's not them. And then they feel like they have to be this way because it's you. And then when they really get to know you, they either like it or they don't like it at all. And um, it's been cool. I've actually used Tinder. I'm honest. <laughs> I've used Tinder before to meet, like, guys and girls yeah. and whatever. And it's been fun. It's cool. I have I have a good friend that uh, I talk to still. We're cool. And we met on Tinder. Like, we're good friends now. Wow. Um And we just vibe. We still talk. I mean, we're talking. We are talking. Um, I have other people I met on, like, Facebook. that like, really, really like me. I have, like, this, this, this individual. It's our main name list. It was like, yeah, I want to be with you. Uh, Can you, like, send me $1,000? I'm like, what? Oh, my God. It was weird. Yeah, I have,
0: with you. Just send me your debit card information, <laughs> and I will help get weird. to you. Yes. <laughs> oh hey, Starting what? a business and <laughs> trademarks and patents will help me find my way to you.
1: It was so weird. <laughs> I've had people hit me up to like be there. Can 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 you send can you send me a visa? I have, I
0: was like, I'll oh my kid. god,
1: you have you know no idea. Though?
0: You know what you said earlier about value, because a lot of people think that because probably of like you're being in a wheelchair, you know, that you would be more gullible or more vulnerable emotionally and more willing to, they might, you know, be preying on you. Yeah, that that's definitely happening. I'm not going to yeah. fight.
1: Yeah. But, um, but um, it's, it, you know, I, I had to let that person know now. I yeah. had like, chicks from Australia, like, hit me up. I want you to come to, like, Australia. or like, book your flight. <laughs> I'm
2: like, what? <laughs>
1: yes, you know. That whole notion, like, you know, like, Drake talks about all the time, like, girls or guys that, like, get paid to, like, get on. It is a real thing. Or, like, people that see you and kind of think, like, you're popping or relevant on the Internet and they, like, try to, like, hit you up. It, it's it's That is a real thing, you know?
0: You know what's funny? I don't really think about it. Like, I stay here people up. Like, you want to do this interview? And people, like, respond. I <laughs> don't want to write on the blog. They'll be like, so straight.
1: <laughs> I, I, you know, it's really crazy. Like people, people swear like they know you just from a couple of clicks and like Instagram videos. And it's like, no, you don't. <laughs> That's why I, I think social media is a gift and a curse because we have people now that are like into the idea of creating their illusion, yeah. but not their authentic self. Oh, and I, I, I want to go back into dating. Um, I think for me, like, I really, really dated, like, this year heavier than, I mean, I didn't tell nobody I was dating when I was dating.
2: Yeah. Um That's
1: the thing about me, too. I, I date in secret. I don't like everybody to know who I'm, like, sleeping with or screwing or not screwing because it's none of your business. And, yeah. like, it's,
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and because, so and because I rather just date because it's, A dating process. I'm dating. I'm not hooking up. People think because you're dating, you're automatically hooking up. Um, no. (laughs) And by the way, I'm still a virgin at 24. Holler. Yeah. Because you know, I don't want to be a well. Pause. I shouldn't even say that. I thought I don't want to be a hoe out here. That's not true. But I don't want to, you know, give it to the wrong person. You know.
0: Cause, yeah, cause, I think cause that's
1: smart. Fa- Cause falling in love and like, like I said, seeing my mom, she was a young single mother at like seventeen, trying to raise me, and I saw how hard it was. So I was just like, I'm not going down her path at all, period. <laughs> and my dad, he has all these kids that he cannot, you know, that he honestly cannot raise because he's he he wasn't there for them. But overall, dating was dating is. A cesspool of experience and learning, and you have to constantly grow in yourself, and that's what I could say. And you know, me dating like these different people, it's taught me about myself. And yeah. this one person I'm talking to, um, who shall remain nameless, you see, I I think I like the person, but I am not sure, and I believe that that person is really amazing. So yeah. Um, shout out to A Mother's Garden for allowing me to come on the show. I am Jermaine Greaves, Love Life 45, TrippyInkNYC.com, and Jermaine says on Instagram and Jermaine Greaves on Facebook, uh, thank you for having me, and this was sensational.
2: <laughs> Hello. Uh,
0: yeah. So uh, you're going to be able to find this interview and uh, the earlier parts of our interview on A Crazy Dream.
2: I'm, I'm excited.
0: Ah. There's so much
1: that people don't know about me. I opened up. A, I said a lot to you. You were like my therapist. <laughs> I said a lot. I really did. I I didn't even open up for like my like my, 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 my like like people like that. Oh, thank you, thank you so much. A mother's garden. <laughs> and uh, to everybody listening, support her movement. She's a dope person. She actually lets like, you talk through the whole interview. And, like, yeah, she's cool. So, yeah. <laughs> and just I'm so thankful this whole interview happened. This is, like, awesome. Oh, my God.
2: Oh, wow.
1: <laughs> wow. <laughs> Shout out to everybody that is, like, listening and going to listen and really going to get a sense of my mind. You know, it's awesome. Thank you again so much, Tamika. This is the best interview I've ever had in like a while, and I divulge into my backstory a lot. There's so much you learned about me, like what school I went to, like what college. but I need to tell you because others need to know. That. I love that. Oh, I love that. So let me know. What
0: I'm gonna do is I want you to listen to the interviews. Uh huh. Right. And uh-huh. let me know, like, if you feel comfortable releasing it. I'm okay with it. I don't feel like, I mean, if you feel comfortable with everything. Like, yeah, everything. I, I
1: I say release. Everything. I mean, I mean, I say release everything because people will, will I, I I'm fully comfortable. This is this is the best interview I've had in a while. Yeah. Because I shared so many layers of myself I've never shared, like dating, uh, verbal abuse, <laughs> physical abuse. Uh, my sexuality bit, uh, you know, dating, tender relationships, like yeah. those are things. I
2: don't share I ever.
0: So, like, <laughs>
2: you
0: I know. really appreciate your openness, though, because you know what's crazy? A lot of people are gonna listen to this and be inspired probably feel more comfortable even being open about like their sexual choices and just like you know, like exploring what they really feel. Yeah. yeah. I'm the,
1: you know this is me you know you either take it or leave it and I'm not gonna hide who I am anymore. I, I chose to be bold this year, like I didn't really give two two shits no, because yeah. because you just have to be who you are and it's unapologetically black. It's unapologetically me. It's unapologetically germane So I'm unapologetic in who I am. I don't need to apologize for being myself. Because I'm already myself. So, you know, and that's my thing. Yeah. You know, there's no need to apologize. I'm just thankful that I have the door, the opportunity to speak, and for people to listen. So I am forever grateful for you, uh, Mother's Garden, Tamika. You're like my best friend in my head right now. I, like like, I I never share that much, you know, on any interview. I'd be like going there. And then I don't want to share anything <laughs> at all. Mm-hmm. But I think that's how you made the process so easy. And you're, like, really communicating with me. And you're also talking me through it. And then it felt like I'm with, like, one of my friends. So it didn't feel like, it like a regular interview.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, no, not at all. You know what I love? It's, like, I feel like a lot of times I get caught up, like, speaking. And when I do my interviews, I want to, like, hear you. I want to listen to you. Like, I want to learn about you. This yeah all you, about
1: le- you yeah you learned a lot about me, Jesus Christ, <laughs> uh,
0: yeah,
1: yeah, that we was the most him?
0: yeah
1: the, that was the most I did the, I told you about eighty five percent of my childhood in like a one and a half hour interview or, or something like that. That's really crazy. I've never shared that much in my life with anybody, and I think that. This interview pushed me to be more open about like that side of my life. So I I because because I have never shared that much. I've never discussed like my verbal abuse, my dad, my growing up seeing my mom, all of those things I never really discussed. People have asked me to share, but like when you're like, "What's your life like?" I have to just go like deep. Like I was born with cerebral palsy. Six months premature. with chore. Uh, I lived in Diana, and you know just that you forced me to say the things that I was afraid to say, so I thank you <laughs>
0: uh, well, like you said during the interview, it's like when you share, it's like everybody everybody learns, everybody wins, you know it's like you know, you and i'm so
1: things, glad i'm i'm yeah. I'm so glad I was able to open them about the struggle of event planning more than anything and just and just drive home that you have to have an idea and a budget and a brand. I'm just glad I was able to share that, you know, because mm-hmm. people need to hear that. They don't hear that too much. And, you know, I was really passionate in this interview because I want to save people's lives. I want them to know that they are important, and I want them to know that they matter. But also you got to be able to take care of yourself and, and demand respect. So it's a lot of things, but it's just knowing what your voice is and knowing where you stand. Tamika, I thank you so much. This is a fantastic interview. This made my Wednesday. Wait, wait. Thursday. Hold up. <laughs> this made my Thursday and I'm so thankful for you. Um, I feel better. I don't feel really to sick after this, by the way. Oh,
2: so,
1: look at
0: that. So Did uh, you know that did you know that the, um, laughing and like elation can help to boost the immune system?
2: Yeah, I just feel really good. Like,
1: I'm happy. Like, oh, my God. And I I just let out a bunch of stuff. I felt like I was in therapy. I'm like, damn. Yeah.
0: You know what? Tell God <laughs> to let me back in. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Uh,
1: but,
0: yeah. But, no, I really appreciate you coming on the show. You know what I love, though, about you sharing? It's like, we talked about living authentically and that's what you're doing and you're creating your authentic reality and you're making like your dream, your reality, So you don't have to dream about it. You don't have to like long for it. You're working and you're doing it. Yeah,
2: I'm doing
1: it.
0: <laughs> that's true.
1: You know, you know, it, it, you know, when you long for things, you always wish you could do it. But when you actually do it, you know, you did it. So I think people, you know, it's, it's really about being your authentic self, being unapologetic, um, I um I am working on music, which I didn't tell you, but um that's gonna come out soon. I'm trying to, it's gonna take like a, at least a year to work on, but I have uh, enough stories for like five years or or okay. seven. So I think I'm gonna just put that into my music. <laughs> like I said, the goal for this is for me on the interview was to share my life, like what the hell I've had to go through. And like, I'm so glad I touched on the racism thing, you know?
2: Because
1: mm-hmm. everyone thinks, like, because I live, like, in downtown Brooklyn and, like, I had moved from the hood and, like, I had certain experiences growing up that were not typically, like, your hood experiences, that mm-hmm. I'm basically, like, a, a, a coon, as they say. But I'm really, like, I'm still as black as I've always been black. I just knew that in order, you know... I guess society in a way kind of shaped my thinking and hanging around different cultures and, and learning people. And I realized everything is not racism, it's classism. Because if everything was racism, then we would all hate, hate each other. That is not the case, <laughs> you know? It's,
0: it's layers too. There are layers to um, all, even, even when it comes to classism, you know, when you talk about classification, <laughs> race still fits into classism so, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, it realistically, it's still grouping people based yeah. on factors other than who they truly are as an individual. Yeah. You're you're not basing it on that, so it's still from a form of prejudice. And prejudice is prejudice. So that guy calling you an Oreo, that's because you didn't fit into his understanding of what a black person should be. But black people or people calling you a cool, that's because you don't fit into their perception. So the question is, who's creating these perceptions and your expectations
1: yeah. Of yeah. yeah like I said, like I said before, like the interview ended, social media and the internet has created people who are not themselves, so you have people that have to feel like if somebody is doing that, they have to do it too, yeah. um, and that's problematic because you don't have to be that way. Society tells us what to be, but we are who we should be, so no, it's true, it's true.
0: You know what's so funny? Like I've always like felt like like I have not really fit in too much, you know. And I was like, that's probably why I like, too, because when I feel like not like the other kids, I've definitely never really felt like one of the other kids. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. now I don't feel like the other adults. <laughs> it's, it's so funny. Funny. It's
1: okay. I, I'm an adult, too, and I definitely don't feel like another adult. Yeah, but a, you know yeah, what? I don't have to live people's expectations of what they think I should be. I do whatever the hell I want. I'm, yeah. I'm just, I'm just glad that I'm using my voice now. Because people, you know, prior to me even speaking, and I want to thank not like the other kids <laughs> and stereotype co. Because if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't even be doing something like this or other people interviewing me because they really want to know my story. You know, it it it, it takes time. Yeah, when you're at a place where you no longer care what what people's opinions are,
2: you grow, you know? And yeah. yeah. Is um, this growing? Is this figuring out who you really are?
1: <laughs> I, have this, I, have a, I have a friend of mine who's like been constantly texting me. I don't know if it's like he's trying to like you know, he's like, right, I'm going through a breakup And I want to see you I'm like, I don't even know you <gasps> I don't I don't really know him like that That's so weird but Yeah, my chronicles My relationship chronicles, as you could see
0: Yeah, just, just make sure you're careful too Because there are a lot of cycles out here Yeah, but, um,
1: but I, I've, I've I don't always use Tinder. I mean, I use, when I have my other phone, I use it all the time. I met some pretty cool people on Tinder. I wasn't like I'm not Tinder. Even talking
0: about Tinder. I'm talking about in the world, period. I've met psychos in, in person. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to read the psychos online. <laughs> okay? People tell me I'm crazy, but they usually stay around, so.
1: <laughs> well, no, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty mellow. I'm, I'm mellow yellow. Like, seriously. Red Red hey you know, it's it's a uh, it, this is such a good interview. I I really want to thank you. I feel so good after this. I could do anything after this interview.
2: And it's just on my phone. I just got <laughs> my okay. Yeah, this there is. My- <laughs> <laughs> I am not mad. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, you know. Thank you so much, Tamika. We will definitely keep it in touch. Your vibe was so amazing. Like, this whole process was so easy. It wasn't challenging. It was just easy breezy. Uh,
0: yeah, and it's like, we don't be equal to anything. Like, I was like, well, i realized nervousness, like, you have to turn that into like, excitement. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. And just get excited about it because it's something new, you know. <clears throat> it's another opportunity to learn, expand your knowledge and your experience. You never know. But thank you.
2: I'm going to yeah.
0: um work yeah. on the videos. Um they're going to be on the <clears throat> website. I'm going to send you a link tonight so you can hear them. Okay. And then I'm going to work on editing them before I release them on YouTube and post the artwork. <gasps> I'm going to do the artwork this week, probably this week. Okay. okay, cool. Yeah,
1: so i Thank you very so much. This is awesome. Woo! Cooking closing out twenty sixteen with a bang. Right? I know
0: it's been
1: a good year. Yeah, it has. Really not mad at, really not mad. I started this this clothing brand with Dave in September. Um, and it's been crazy the response I'm getting and you know, I'm setting up photo shoots now. I'm like a designer now. Wow. What? I love it. It's you know, just crazy. You know, you know, you allow yourself to to experience things, and you're so. I'm so grateful for being grateful. That's how I feel. Uh,
2: you,
1: know, you know, when God, when it's for you, it's for you. That's all I can say. Uh, thank you so much. I, you uh, have been such uh, a healing for me today. This whole interview, you listening, you digesting some of my thoughts and analyzing it so perfectly. Because I feel like I am the only one kind of going through it, and to hear you say, "Well, you know, I had this and I had that," it really makes it a relatable touch. You relate to your guest in a way, and I really appreciate that.
2: (laughs) Oh,
0: thank you. I really enjoy talking to you and. Like just doing interviews, period. Like I love, I love hearing, like, 'cause I know that life is so real, and there's so many of us (laughs) that do like so much stuff, but we don't sit and talk to each other, and then we don't really even information. Like, it's not always money. Like, share information, you know. (laughs) Like, have exchanges with people. You know, like, just enjoy, like, people's energy. If you don't enjoy them, get away from them. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's that simple. Like, get
1: away. <laughs> like, you know. I feel great. Like, thank you. I'm going to definitely let, let other people know about what you're doing and swing them your way. Oh, nice. That
0: would be great,
1: yeah. Because you're, awesome. like, an amazing interviewer. You're one of the best. I've done, like, multiple interviews, and you're, like, the most relaxed. You're the most listenable interviewer I've talked to in, like, years. year. Wow. Oh, cut like you. you off because of time or of a radio station, they have, like, a time constraint, and so you can't you can go as free as you want. And I felt such freedom being able to talk to you.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, you make me feel, like, really good right now because, like, this is something I just started. And I was, like, so scared to do it, and I've been waiting to do it for years. And I did my first interview with – randomly I, I contacted – down guy on Twitter, and he um, went to Howard, he was talking about Howard, and I was like, my parents met at Howard, law school, you know? So we started talking, it turns out he was, like, um, the head of, like, this association, the National Association for Black Journalists. And um, I asked if I could do an interview with him, and he's, like, an anchor and stuff, and he said, yes. Yeah. so he's my first interview. Wow,
2: that's
0: good. Yeah. yeah, and it's like... You know, it's so funny because it's, like, I'm, like, getting really into this, and I I went to school for, like, English, but in my, they tried to get me into, like, a free English master, and I was, like, I don't want to write, and now, I'm like, all I do is, like, I get paid to write, and I write all the time, stuff like this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's so funny, but, you know, it's, like, so, like you said, like, you have to just start somewhere, and then you just keep going from there, like, I didn't know what I was doing. You know, but I just flow with it, and I just enjoy, like, just going with it. I I
1: can hear how passionate you are about your gas, which is something you don't hear from a lot of people that do the blog stuff often. They just want to get gas on the show and fill in their time slot and just kind of keep it moving, but they're not into the whole process of actually you know, getting to know the individual. I felt like you really wanted to get to know me and it wasn't like you were doing it to be cool. Like you really wanted to get to know the the person behind the mask and not just the Instagram, but really who I am.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, that felt good. You know, I felt like I I was in a therapy session with a good friend of mine who is going to help me through talking. And, And as I'm talking, you're filling in parts that are relatable to you. And it felt like, okay, I can, I can have a conversation with this person because I don't feel like I have to be constrained. And then I just kept going and going and going because it was such a freedom. And I was like, waiting for you to stop me, and then you just didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> you know,
2: that's, that's that's a freedom in the yeah. I love that. I love so that. So thank you. You know, I
1: was because you know I'm because so, you know I've done about I've done about like eleven interviews so far. So like you know it's you know you have to stop, stopped from time You know I was expecting that, and it was so different for me to hear somebody that like really just wanted to hear me, and not just a gimmick or not just a label of what they thought I was, but who I really was.
0: Yeah. And that was awesome. You know what also made me interested in, like, speaking to you is because my grandpa, my
2: grandpa
0: is, my grandma and grandpa are the ones who got me into, like, entrepreneurship because we used to go there in the summers, my brother and I, and we would work in the store in Buffalo, and I would count out penny candies and do stock, and we would go to the candy um, wholesaler and pick out candies, and it was, like, Willy Wonka in there. I was, like, I I love candy and Bachman chips. Oh, my goodness. I love the c Rolls. <laughs> so it's like as a little lunch kid I used to say that I was gonna be an entrepreneur and I couldn't say the word, but I used to like care about monopoly money and mm-hmm. cash registers. That's why I was like, I really loved it. That's why and I said,
1: like like that's why I said I credit my mom for what she was doing. And even before you walk into your purpose, it's like there before you even know what to call it. Yeah. you know, And that's the beautiful thing about life in general. Your purpose is already there, but you don't know what its name is yet until it has a name. hmm That's the funny thing about life. Like, we've been walking into our purpose since we were basically kids. We just didn't know what it was. And we had to experience to find out. So mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting, you know, as you become an adult and you, like, grow into adulthood, you're like, I always had this. I just didn't know what to call it. So just because, you know, and the thing about me is that there's a confidence, there's a sureness. I am sure about who I am. I am on a journey of self-growth and discovery. And I am loved by multiple people. Some confidence, too. So it's a little weird, you know? And people love me in all kinds of interesting ways, but it has to be authentic love.
0: Yeah, and you know what the most important love is, though, too? Like, like loving yourself. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, really embracing yourself. Because when you embrace yourself, and really embrace yourself in a holistic way, like, who you are, like, embrace yourself. Like, what you've done in life, and look at life as, like, well, like, what can I, like, really create and build? And, like, what can I contribute and, like, help to pre- create a space for? Yeah, and I yeah, it's like often, like you said earlier, people think about houses and cars and clothes and jewelry and it's like, no, there's like some real stuff you can really do. You know, like we have to utilize our skills, you know, our natural skills. We have sex. skills
2: and you have to put taxes
1: to it as well and let people know. Like I said, boundary is everything. I repeated boundary so many times in this interview. Because it's literally everything. Like if you don't create a boundary, you're like screwed forever. <laughs> so, so that's a big thing for me.
2: Yeah,
1: You know, boundary is everything for me. So I always want to create a boundary of like, this is how far you can go with me. And you know, although with this interview, I was like extremely free. I never fucked up in my life. Like I want Thank you so much. I got to eat though. So thank you so much.
2: <laughs> you know? Oh nice. Yeah. And I'm,
1: I'm speak to you again. I have never felt something in my life. I, no. I've been a and i I've never been able to talk to somebody <coughs> so smoothly as I have you. Wow. And, and that's weird because that doesn't happen like every day. This is why I just cannot say certain things because they don't have the patience to listen. You listen to everything and divulge it so well. Like, what? I almost had to stop and say, wow. (laughs) Yeah, universe, what are you doing? You know, the universe is very interesting. Mm -hmm. Like, people walk into your path just so you can learn more about yourself. And I definitely did learn more. I learned about freedom today because you allowed me to express myself so freely that I felt like I had no boundary to what I could say. It, It was limitless. Um, which, which is amazing. So, you keep up the great work. You are doing a fantastic job. I will definitely send people your way. Um, you know, you're doing great. You're doing wonders. And you keep it up. You're doing a great job as an interviewer, as a listener, and just as somebody who understands people. Oh, thank
0: you.
1: I am so hungry. Um, we will talk again very soon. And uh, you have a great one, okay? You too. Enjoy your
0: food.
2: Yes, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Yeah.